0: Welcome to the first episode of this currently unnamed podcast. This is really exciting and I'm so stoked to have you here. My name is Luke Hardaker and I'm a surf coach at Omby. If you're new to Omby, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. This podcast came about because of you, the community, and it's going to be a focused look at surf coaching. Straight to the point, quick tips about how to improve your surfing. I still want to ask you questions and I want to get you thinking about your own surfing. So as any surfer trying to improve their own surfing, the best thing you can do is ask yourself questions. When you do something out in the surf, ask yourself, how did that feel? How did I move? What did I do differently? Did that feel better or did it feel worse? So I'm still going to explore that in a conversational way with you to get you thinking. And for those who are new and aren't aware, this podcast has come about from an email series we send out weekly. And if you'd like to get surf coaching every week, you can head to ombi.co. Go right down to the bottom and download the ombi method PDF. This is all of Clay, our head coach, is coaching over the last 30 odd years and what makes up ombi. That's what sold me on Clay when I first met him about 10 years ago. It opened me up to new parts of surfing, new ways of thinking about it, and improved my surfing and thousands of other surfers. So if you're new, go check it out. That's free. And we'll also sign you up for the email series that we send out every week along with this podcast moving forward. And I'll still be continuing the email series. So fear not, this will just be adding to it and giving you an alternative way of getting that information. So if you want to have the read, you've got the read. And if you want to listen, then you've got that here as well. This will also let me go a bit longer than a brief email. The email will kind of be like the best bits. And that's really exciting. It's more ways we can give you surf coaching, more ways to consume the training and knowledge, and more ways to get it out. And speaking of that, the new Ombi website launched last week as well. So you can head to Ombi.co, click through to the guides and see every past email that we've sent out. Some have been expanded upon and there is also a range of other guides. This is just phase one, phase two is coming soon. We'll be adding a merch shop very soon and we'll continue to be building upon that website and giving out more. Before we get into today's topic, I haven't actually named this podcast yet, and to be honest, I don't actually like the name Golden Nuggets, plot twist, I know right? That name just came about last minute as Ant and Clay during the Surf Hacks Live YouTubes that we do. They kept mentioning these nuggets of gold that Clay would drop during the coaching sessions, and I felt that as we were doing this email series, we needed to come up with a name for it, and that seemed fitting. But moving forward, it doesn't feel representative anymore of the Ombi community and what we're doing. And I feel like we should have some fun with this. So why not come up with a better name? And, you know, we could be lazy. We could just call it Surf Hacks or Golden Nuggets, but it's really boring. And as you know from Ombi, everything we do here is involving the community and we want to keep doing that. So let's have some fun. Let's come up with a better name If you've got a name, be creative, have fun, acronyms allowed, send it in to info at ombi.co. I read every email that comes through, but I don't always get a chance to respond sometimes. Um, Sometimes it feels like a race between the team behind the scenes at Ombi. Emails come in and they go out just as quick. So send it in to us and we'll, we'll figure out which ones we like and which one's the best one that represents this. So if you're listening to this at some point in the future, then I guess it's been named. But hey... If you want to get in touch anytime just email the team at info at ombi.co so enough waste time let's jump into some actual surf coaching so over the last maybe two weeks we've had a couple comments come through about nose to the beach and what should i be doing when i'm trying to train this and how do i do it properly it's all a bit confusing for me if you're new to ombi that sounds very confusing and i'm not actually trying to tell you to go stick your nose in the beach what we're talking here is the nose of your board And nose to the beach is actually what we call a trigger word. It's a one word or a couple words put together that when you say it, it's meant to trigger you to do something. And the power in that is that it simplifies the whole thinking process. And if you say that word, you just go, you've trained it and your brain just goes, oh, I need to do this. And I don't need to think about every single step. It simplifies that thought process for you. I wanna structure today around nose to the beach in terms of what does that actually mean? How does it help your surfing? Who should do it? And does this apply to every surfboard? Because not everyone's riding the same thing and not everyone has the same goals and achievements in their surfing of what they wanna do and how they wanna ride a wave. When we're talking nose to the beach, this is gonna massively help you on your takeoff, generating speed, specifically your bottom turn, finishing turns and connecting turns. Now, just remember, With everything in surfing, there's nuance. Things are situational. So nothing ever is the gold standard of always do this. Everything is based on where you are on the wave, what you're doing, and what you're trying to achieve. So take that in with a grain of salt, that there is a right time and a wrong time to do everything. And you need to train these things and your awareness in the ocean to figure out when is the right time to do something. What does it mean then, this nose to the beach? simply means to ride down the wave. That's it. It's so simple. But most surfers don't do it, and they end up riding across the wave, surfing mid-faced and flat. And to really think about this in an easier way, think about it in terms of skiing. You can go down the slope, and you can get the most speed, or you can go across the slope and go slow. And that's based on your skill level. And in skiing, it's all downhill most of the time. Whereas surfing, it's not the same. You have to go down the wave and back up. And most intermediates are stuck going across the wave and they never end up building speed. So if you're surfing mid-face, how are you going to generate speed? You need to go down the wave. You need to build speed to get back up it. And there's a couple ways to do that. So nose to the beach. To really visually get this, I've added in a clip of John John recently at EVA into the show notes. Or if you're seeing this from the article, it'll be there. And if you... Watch him closely. You'll notice as he takes off, he takes his time. He slowly paddles in. He arches his back up, putting himself into something that looks like cobra pose. He hasn't popped up yet, but the nose of his board is aiming towards the beach. But his head is looking down across the line. And this is the big, important thing. And as he takes off, he drops all the way down to the bottom of the wave. And as he's coming down to the bottom, he starts engaging his bottom turn and this is what sets him up to then fit in these top turns and he absolutely rips this wave. It's ridiculous. I wish I could surf half as good as John John in this. It's amazing. But watch it and analyze how he starts this wave and how he keeps finishing turns and pointing his board roughly back towards the beach to set up the next one. And this is the difference. Most intermediate surfers are going to go across the wave and they're going to go straight to that section. John John goes straight down to the bottom, bottom turns and then hits the section he's been watching. That's the difference. So if you're out there and you want to implement this into your surfing, it's not a case of like I'm doing too many things at once. It's just a simplification. You go down the wave, you get the most speed and you need to bottom turn. This is heavily linked to your bottom turn. And if your bottom turn's an issue, then you need to work on that as well. Now the key to this is if you're asking how does it work all together as you're riding down the wave before you get to the flats before you get to the flats you have to bottom turn you can't get to the flats lose all your speed and then bottom turn you have to do it as you're approaching as you're getting down towards the bottom you need to start engage your bottom turn your bottom turn is a held drawn out maneuver that you hold for several seconds And that gets you back up because bottom turning causes your board to accelerate. You've got the bottom power zone that's then pushing on your board to go back up. As water is being sucked up the wave, you're accelerating. So nose to the beach is getting you down into that bottom power zone. If you surf across, you're never getting into the bottom power zone. You're going across the wave and you're missing it. You've got the best part of the wave behind you you're most likely racing ahead and you're out of the pocket. Whereas your better surfers, they're sitting in the pocket or just behind it and they bottom turn around the foam ball and up into the lip. The difference being here and why we say to do nose to the beach is it's meant to be a pattern interrupter. Take off, go straight down the wave, get speed as you're approaching down towards the bottom, do a bottom turn. If you're surfing across the wave face, you're roughly halfway up, up the wave. So if we think about that in terms of your bottom turn, you've lost half the distance to fit your bottom turn in. And if we also think about your bottom turn in, it's a drawn out maneuver that takes several seconds and you need to hold it. It's not just this quick move, sudden, instant action. It's not that. It's held. You hold on to it and you're always looking where you want to go. And if you're across the wave face halfway up, you've lost half your runway. And if you think about that in terms of high jump, Are you going to take two steps and then try and jump one and a bit meters? No, you need to give yourself an adequate run up to make space. And it also gives you time to see what the wave's doing and make those little micro adjustments during your bottom turn. So whatever style of surfing you're doing, whatever it is you want to achieve, this is something you can implement. And like I said at the start, there is nuance, but you can do this across most parts of your surfing. If you finish a turn, this works really well with re-entries and similar turns where you go straight up into lip and come straight down. In summary for turning, it's all about setting up the next maneuver. It's all about setting up the next phase of the wave. Whatever you're trying to do, it doesn't have to be a turn. But say you kind of follow the, the pro surfing and you think of the typical safety surfing, three snaps to the beach style thing. It's a really good example in that if you do your first re-entry or snap, it's how you finish that turn. You're not doing a 90 degree turn going up and then kind of, or even like less than 90 degrees. You come up on an angle and you turn back on a slight angle to keep projecting down the line. It's, you want to try and get up as vertical as possible and then do a 180 degree turn and go back down the wave. And if you think about that in terms of skating, it's, you're not going to go across the ramp. You want to go down the ramp so you can build the speed to hit the other ramp. It's the same thing. So with your three turns to the beach style surfing, it's hit hit the lip, come back straight down, build your speed, bottom turn, and set up the next the next maneuver. It's the same thing again and again. So regardless of what style of surfing, if you find yourself in that position, you want to go straight down the the wave. Nose to the beach, then bottom turn. If we take a look at the takeoff that's a whole different ball game. And that's where people start getting confused with this nose to the beach thing. It's something we want you to do on as many parts of the, the wave as possible, depending again, nuanced on what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve and what board you're riding. But the takeoff is the first key part and that sets up your wave. So when you're taking off, if you looked at what John John was doing, it was very slow. And he was watching what he's doing and his nose nose is pointing at the beach. But the comments that we sometimes hear is, or you might be asking yourself right now, like, hey, Luke, you've told me nose to the beach, but also take off and look to the side. And now I'm looking in two different directions. And I guess you're right, but you can also walk down the road walking straight and looking to the side. You're more than capable of that. So this is similar. And what I'm asking you to do is, Point your board at the beach. You want to go down the ramp, but you also want to be looking across to the side. And you can do that and you can watch the wave standing up, and you'll improve your ocean awareness and how what you think the wave's going to do. What dictates your next action is what the wave's doing. And as you're popping up, we always say, look where you're going. And if you look down, you're going to go down. And a lot of people struggle on their pop up because they see the wave bottoming out, or suddenly it stands up quicker or there's something in the way and they get distracted. It's the fight or flight mechanic. With this, what we don't want you to do is look down. We want you to look up. You need to keep your chin up during your pop-up. Like John John, he's arching his back, he's creating space, he's lifting his chin. If you drop your chin down, you're not creating space. You're closing that space. You're projecting your center of mass down. And when you do that, you're likely to go down, which means you're gonna fall off. So with the takeoff, Look to your side. Look what the wave's doing and read it. And if you can't pop up while looking to the side and watching what the wave's doing, stop looking to the side and reading the wave for the the mere instance you are popping up and look ahead. Now, where we want to suggest that you look is not at the bottom of the wave. Never look there. You're going to fall off. Not at the shoreline. You really need to look up. Lift your chin up and look beyond the shoreline, pick a landmark, pick something, look further ahead and go, I'm as if you're trying to get to that. You're going to try and cycle or something. And that's your landmark. And then as you nail your pop-up, you then go back to looking down the line and seeing what the wave's doing. If you can't do it all together, that's, that's the solution. So if you're practicing your pop-up and you're practicing nose to the beach, try And break them down into single little things. But if you're more of an advanced surfer or you've got more experience, you can do these things. You just need to not send the message of your board to start angling down the wave during your takeoff. You can ride straight while looking to the side. You just need to take control of your body to not send the signals to do a bottom turn until you want to do that, which is the same as walking in a straight line and looking to the side. We're capable of it, we just need to make sure that we don't send those messages to our board because every movement sends a message to the board to do something. So the takeoff is a simplification. Do one thing right, nose to the beach, go straight down the wave. If you can't look to the side and watch what the wave's doing without suddenly veering off or doing anything else or falling off and you can't do it, do one thing at a time. Focus on one thing. There's a really good article on ombi.co where we go into depth about just focus on one thing. If you really want to improve your surfing, forget about doing 10 different things. Forget about it all. Just, just do one thing and make that 1% improvement. And that's what it's all about. And when you focus on one thing, you can see the change. You can see the improvement. You can measure it. You can go out and do that one thing. And if your one thing is your pop-up, everything after your pop-up is a win and it's fun and it doesn't matter. There's no pressure. And if you fall off, it's a learning experience. But if you your one thing is the pop-up and you get up and you do that, I couldn't care what happens after that because your improvement is just on the pop-up. Everything else is just whatever. It's background noise. Forget it. So there's a lot of detail about that. You can go read that one. But nose to the beach. Take off is important. It sets up your wave. Start trying it. Eyeball where you want to go. Up to the beach. Not to the shoreline, not to the bottom of the wave look up if you can do it look to the side and watch the wave while you do your pop up if you're asking yourself like when when should i do this what kind of waves what are we surfing here you're any kind of wave really for most of the average surfer it's it's all, it's all the time and there's one thing you should really understand with this is that this is going to show up as a weakness very heavily in week mushy small waves so if you watch that video of how to surf small waves it's not a case of that the waves are impossible to surf well because Yanni can do it you know he's got the skill it's for those people they don't yet know how to tap into the power and generate the speed in those smaller waves and we all think that when the surf's pumping and it's good and it's clean that all of a sudden it's like oh you know if it was just like this, so then I'd be able to surf perfectly fine. Well, that's just an excuse because we're band-aiding our mistakes and weaknesses. So being able to nose at the beach and tie that together with a good bottom turn goes hand in hand and will really show up as a weakness in small waves. In bigger waves, yeah, sure, you'll, you'll get away with things and when they're clean and everything else, you'll be able to generate some speed, but It's really gonna show up as a weakness. It's the same thing with, you're only as good as you surf bad conditions. If the conditions are bad and you can't generate speed, that's a weakness showing in your surfing that because the conditions aren't perfect and easy, you're finding it harder to surf in those conditions. Now, the next thing that we need to discuss, which is really nuanced, is the surfboard you're riding. And why this is important is it all comes down to rocker and what is the wave doing and how how is it breaking? So if you think about that, the rocker is what gives you that curved shape to your surfboard and it helps to fit in the shape of the wave. So your shorter boards tend to fit into quite a lot of waves unless you've got this real flat thing, then it might be quite short, so it helps. Whereas your longer boards like a foamy or some of your logs tend to be quite flatter. And they're not meant for these bigger more hollow waves so you need to take some adjustments to this based on the board you're riding and the conditions you're in and then if you're in a longer flatter board going straight down the wave might result in you nose diving so you need to make an adjustment to angle it to the point that your board can fit into the curve of the wave and if the waves are bigger and mushier and fatter then you've got a bit of leeway to go more vertical but if they're hollower and they're standing up quicker and they want to break quite quickly then you're gonna have to take a bit more of an angle to make sure you don't nosedive and for the more beginners that's a there's a lesson in that which is learning control in your stance that if you are going to nosedive you want to be able to control your legs and the weight that you put in both so that you can control the nose from not nose diving, and then being able to then put the weight back onto your front foot, set, set the line and accelerate again. And that's a whole different other topic that I'd love to cover. And it's really fun and longboarding, but it's something that you want to be aware of with this, that don't be afraid of nose diving, you know, take risks, learn to distribute your weight on a longer board, control that line going down, you want to accelerate and you don't want to stall too much. But if you feel like, crap, I'm going to nosedive, just learn to stall on the tail, control it, or take risks, fail, fail forwards, and learn something. And that concludes this episode, Nose to the Beach. Is this something that you're going to implement in your surfing? Is it something that you're already doing? Or is this help clear up how to implement it into your surfing? I'd love to know. You can email us at info at ombi.co. And as I said at the start, we currently haven't named this and we want to involve you the community. So let's come up with something fun to call it. Let's create something that feels like it encapsulates what the Ombi community is about. So send that into info at ombi.co. Um, we'd love to hear what you think. And if you're new to Ombi and this sounds all pretty good, you can head to ombi.co and you can read more of our guides. Probably by the time if you're hearing this in the future, then there's a ton more episodes. We'll be doing this more weekly as we go. And on top of that, we have our structured training programs. If you want a structured approach to improving your surfing, you can also scroll down to the bottom and download the free Ombi method PDF. Or you can head to our YouTube channel and there's a whole bunch of other videos, tutorials and breakdowns there on that. Otherwise, I'll see you next time.